You are listening to The Current Podcast, the official podcast of UC San Diego's IT Services Department. I'm your host, Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Wednesday, March 22nd. I'm going to keep this short and sweet, everybody, before we get to our interview. I really only have one thing to say, and all of you will probably be grateful it is the last time I'm going to say it for the at least foreseeable future. Next week is Process Palooza. That's right. Tuesday and Wednesday on our campus next week will be the event itself taking place in person for the first time since 2018. Chancellor Costa will be giving our welcoming address on Wednesday the 29th. We've got lots of events, including the Mixer happening at Dirty Birds on Tuesday the 28th. But it will be a full day on Wednesday of process improvement and business excellence, learning, networking, and fun happening at the Price Center and hopefully you're registered. If you wanna take part virtually, unfortunately the registration for the virtual portion have been closed, but we will be taking registrations for in-person all the way up until next Tuesday. So get yourself registered if you haven't yet. That's processpalooza.ucsd.edu. And I will see you there with my birthday cake because my birthday's next Friday and I'm taking, well, we're off for Cesar Chavez next Friday, but I'm taking Thursday off after Process Palooza as well. So that'll be your chance to come say hi, and we'll talk about Lean Six Sigma together. It has been quite a ride to get this going, and I'm looking forward to seeing it come to fruition. And now, without any further ado, I will have Mark Herzberger take over, who has a great interview lined up with Husna Jamshed. Take it away, Mark. This is Mark Herzberger, Communications Manager in IT Services. Today on the podcast, we are joined by Husna Jamshed. She's a business systems analyst. Husna, welcome to the pod. How are you? Thank you, Mark. Uh, I'm doing great. How about yourself? Pretty good. Thank you for asking. And uh, Husna, it is the year 2023, as I'm sure you're well aware. But my point is, I've known you for several years at this point, I think, and even worked with you a little because you were a student employee in IT services yeah. for a while. How did you get your first student job in IT services low these many years? Yeah, we've known each other since October of 2019. It's That seems like so, so long ago. I was a sophomore in college and I didn't have a car. And I lived in the village, and so I thought I need a job on campus, something that I can get to without having to drive um, or it be a really long commute. So I hopped on to Handshake, uh, which is a platform to look for jobs for students, and saw the listing for Continuous Service Improvement Assistant. Uh, it was with the PMCI department, and I thought it was so different from anything I'd done before. And I really appreciated the fact that I hadn't done something like that because I wanted to use those earlier years in college to learn about different areas that I could potentially work in after graduation. What did you do in that role? I was initially made responsible for tracking our Lean Six Sigma data, including both the general counts and the project impact data involved a lot of like going back and talking to people who have graduated. What did you do? Um, what departments did you benefit? How? What are the time and cost savings as a result? And then over time, this process has been used to create a complex dashboard we display with various data points regarding the LSS training and distributions across ITS. 
that's now in our collab space. I also helped develop frameworks for the AAR and PR processes early on and helped organize programming for, I don't know if you remember it, but the ITS Lunch and Learn. Mm -hmm. um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that existed when we were back in campus pre-COVID um, that has now been adapted into the service management community of practice. And as time went on, I helped on a much more diverse array of projects, like the Return to Learn program in 2020 mm -hmm. and had the opportunity to work with a whole bunch of different people. And that's interesting that you mentioned you were interested in the, in the job because it was uh, different or maybe something that you hadn't heard of at the time when you were a sophomore, you said, what did you learn in your student job or what kind of skills did you pick up? Oh gosh, I, I learned so much. I hadn't yet worked in a similar environment or in such a role. I had jobs in high school that involved a lot of tutoring or volunteering, but nothing that was like in an office environment. So firstly, I think I had to learn all of the ITS applications, mm -hmm. Snow and Jira, which took a bit, but I use them now every day. I also learned how to better manage my time as a student and an employee who had multiple other um, involvements, which has helped me now take on multiple projects at the same time and still feel confident that I can meet deadlines. I think above all, I learned that it takes a lot more than an open mind to work with groups of people who have different communications or like working styles. And it also takes like respect and honesty and flexibility. I think I learned a lot of those like soft skills working mm -hmm. in that position. Gotcha. And uh, I presume since 2019, you graduated from UC San Diego. What was your degree in? And then how did you get into your current business system analyst role? <laughs> yeah, so my uh, degree is, uh, I graduated in June of 2022. So I'm very recently out and it's been great. I majored in public policy. I initially was in neurobiology and I did that for about a year and I realized Medical school wasn't really for me, so I switched out, took an intro to poli-sci, loved it, um, changed my major to public policy, and then I also minored in human rights. Okay. Uh, so it's a little different um, <laughs> than working in ITS, but I really had the privilege of dedicating my time and effort to studying something I really love. And then how did this current uh, role come along for you? So before I graduated, I'd expressed to Prachi that I wanted to extend my position as the, the a continuous service improvement assistant through the summer. And during that extension, she asked if I would be interested in applying for a business system analyst role. And I had, again, like very similarly to when I first applied to my student job, had very little understanding of what it was. Um, but I really, really loved ITS as an organization. I loved the culture and that collaborative environment of everyone works together, everyone's really opinionated and we all share and there's a lot of free flow of ideas. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely, I'll apply. And I had the privilege of getting it. And what are some of the things you do in your current role? And why don't we start with when did you come into the current role? And then what are some of the, the things you do on like a day-to-day, month-to-month basis? Yeah, so when I first started out, it was very much more regimented than it is today uh, because it was a part of that apprenticeship program. So there's mm -hmm. a training aspect to it because I just graduated. I don't have the technical background, um, but I have a lot of those soft facilitation skills. I know how to put together documentation. And so Stuart McMacken uh, was the BSA that I worked with and shadowed for about three months. He put together a, mod uh, a course uh, that included three modules 
one was for that technical background and then the second one was for facilitation and the third one was putting together documentation mm-hmm. and we met every single day during those three months to discuss the curriculum that he put together and then I also got to shadow him um, on other meetings that he was doing things like putting together requirements or facilitating that kind of showed me what it's like to be a BSA live in action and what it would be like in my day-to-day and I finished the training aspect of it about a month and a half ago so now my day-to-day is spent most in the bigger projects like SFP, EIM, and ESRSIS reporting where I help teams build requirements, organize design docs, flowchart complex tools and processes that can be used by both technical and non-technical teams. I see. And so that shadowing with Stuart and doing some of those courses with him, that was that was essentially the, the BSA apprenticeship program that you mentioned? Yeah. So that was the start of it. My day-to-day now is less of the apprenticeship program and Mm -hmm. more of I am able to now with the tools that I learned just by observing Stuart and from the curriculum itself, I'm able to now apply it into projects and do things by myself. But yeah, so I, the apprenticeship program was just about the first three months. And were you the the first person, if you will, to try it out as the uh, apprentice Mm -hmm. or the the protege, (laughs) if you will? Yeah, yeah. I unofficial name is I was the guinea pig for the program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was the first person to go through it, um, which has I think really really helped me because it was really flexible and mm-hmm. adapted to who I was and what my skills already were. So it helped me kind of strengthen what I was already good at mm-hmm. and identify where I was lacking and kind mm-hmm. of build those things up as much as I could and as much as was relevant. What do you think is the, like, what did you think a BSA did before the apprenticeship program? And then what, if anything, about that opinion changed after spending all that time with Stuart? Yeah, it's it's really funny because I remember during my interview, I asked, I was like, so what really like is a BSA? And it was really hard, I think, for me to understand what they were telling me a BSA was, which is It's this middle person talking to both technical and non-technical teams, and you put together requirements for what people want. Mm -hmm. Then the technical people need to use that documentation, whatever it looks like, to build those things out. And I think after going through the program, I realized why it's so hard to communicate what the role is, because it's one of those things where it's really hard to have that tangible, like, this is what I'm contributing but if you don't, if you're not there, then the gap is a lot more noticeable, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I know that the BSA role is especially important for, you know, some of the ESR projects that I know you're working on. And what I like to tell uh, younger folks is, you know, 99% of jobs in general, not just IT, there's no college major, you know, there's no, there, I doubt you know, if there's a BSA major or procurement right. manager major, so it's the kind of stuff you got to learn on the fly. And I think that's a great opportunity for you that you're able to, you know, spend that time with Stuart and he was able to take you under his wing, uh, such as it were. So would you, would you yeah. recommend such a, a program to future aspiring BSAs? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think something that I really appreciated about it is it was when Prachi told me about it, she said it was an entry level position. Mm-hmm. And when I got it, it truly was an entry-level position for me. 
um, because after graduation, a lot of those job positions that you see posted, they say entry level, and then you look into what's required and it's five to seven years of work experience. Out of college, you're 22. I'm like, how would I, would I have been 15 when I started working as a systems analyst to get those seven years of experience? So I think there's that gap between like employers saying this is entry level and what when it's actually for someone who hasn't yet worked in that role. And you're totally right. Like you don't learn about all of the administrative parts of a job. And I think when I tell people, oh, I was a public policy major, but now I'm a systems analyst. They're like, how does that correlate? And I think a lot of your undergraduate education shapes the way that you think. I think mm-hmm. I got a lot of those critical thinking roles and being able to conceptualize ideas that aren't really tangible yet during my undergraduate career. And now I'm able to implement those things at work. But that initial student role, I think, really opened my eyes mm-hmm. to your job might be telling you that this is like your overall like impact of your work. But your day to day is a lot of engaging in meetings, talking to different people, sending out a whole bunch of emails. And with if those two things can't come together, it's really hard to be a good employee anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I hear that a lot for you know, the new grads, they're looking for entry level and then the, you know, the job description or whatever, as you say, mentions the, you know, five or whatever years of experience. So I just think it's great that you're able to, you know, start in IT as a student in one role, you know, make a good name for yourself, transition, have the the confidence, I think, from Prachi and the organization to back you and, you know, pair you up with the Stuart. Uh, so that's just a great story for us. Why don't we wind it down? What do you enjoy doing for fun outside of uh, being a BSA? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, I think after the last four years of being an undergrad student at UCSD and then transitioning pretty quickly to being a full-time employee with ITS soon after graduation, I found that I really needed to find outlets that helped me distress. And mm-hmm. I've also, I think, accidentally learned that a lot of my hobbies are really expensive. Um <laughs> And so one of those things is traveling. I would love to be able to travel both within the U.S. and outside of it um, a lot more frequently than I do. But in general, I think, especially with working remotely, I've had to find things that I like to do that aren't expensive, but also help me get outside and and move and stay active. So I found that I really enjoy spending my time outdoors, whether that's hiking or running. Um, I live in a pretty suburban area of Northern California right now. Mm. And so there's a whole bunch of hiking trails everywhere, which I've been really lucky. And it helps me get, stay active, get like outside from behind a desk. But yeah, I've been really lucky. That's uh, great to hear. And, uh, you know, as we record this, we're going to get another of those uh, atmospheric rivers coming through, but I hope the, the sky's part in the next week or two. You can get back out on those trails or, or whatever you do. It's great catching up with you, Hasna, and I'm uh, glad you could join us here on The Current Podcast. Thanks, Mark. It was a pleasure being here. I sure hope you're enjoying this podcast. Remember to let your fellow IT services staff members know that this podcast exists. Get everyone to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you can get your podcasts. This podcast is a collaborative effort, and we want to hear from you. If you have any ideas for podcasts or topics, send them to me at its-podcast at ucsd. 
www.edu.edu. That's it for today. Keep an ear out for the next episode of The Current Daily.